2: Short Order and Explode, two games for family fun. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean, and I'm Joe. Today, two games in one—is that a bargain? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> in theory, definitively yes.
2: Well, when the cost is nothing, when you uh, you know, as some people do, emulate these games, when the cost is nothing. Do you does it care? Do you feel like you're? Do you feel the extra value when theoretically you're paying nothing?
0: Well, I like to. I like to put myself into other people's shoes. Um, so you know, like if I were if I were a child or teenager or adult or elderly person or I hadn't been born yet and you might be thinking things? about uh, <laughs> been thinking about playing a game on a peripheral. Uh, I like to think that like I would have had to pay good money to buy that game. So I still think maybe it's a bargain.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the, uh, the length and, and <laughs> content within the game. It depends. Yeah. Not that that's related to what we're talking about anyway, just just a thought.
2: Two games in one is like the start of the idea, though, where eventually we got to like 56 in one and 128 <laughs> in one. Now we can fit every NES game on an NES cartridge. Uh, granted, it has like a micro SD card or something. But that's where, you know, technology has evolved. And Nintendo was kind of there on the ground floor being like, well, we could start by, with two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think that this, is the, this was like the genesis of micro SD cards in general. After this game, people were like, you know what we could do? Or the genesis of
0: like, yeah, those 156 games in one that are mostly just solitaire.
1: Or the genesis of Sega Genesis. Ooh,
0: sorry. Or
2: <laughs> the end of Power Pad games because this is the last of it, all right? Oh, Uh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, there's no more coming. Sorry to break it to you. This is uh, two Power Pad games in one, but no Bandai involvement, which might sound weird, but you have to remember that Bandai made the uh, Power Pad first as the family fun fitness thing, and then Nintendo was like, oh, we could totally sell that to Americans. So they brought it over to America as the Power Pad. I don't know. Power Pad definitely sounds like it's not appealing to families appealing to gamers right Sean
0: that's right I mean gamers were already kind of coming into their own as a demographic and people in the late 80s yes and uh, so this
2: is all Nintendo only not really they say they developed it they say they published it but really this is one of those secret uh, toast or Tose. we always go back and forth on which one is which uh, that ghost company that makes the games but then doesn't take any of the credit for them this is them once again
0: Oh, wow. They're so selfless.
2: <laughs> and I don't want to get into the power pad and, like, a retrospective on all of that or anything just yet. I'd like to focus on these games because, Joe, I think what you were trying to say is the the bargain factor of two <laughs> games in one might be determined by uh the length of the game. So like when you buy the Mass Effect trilogy remastered, <laughs> you're getting like over 100 hours of content maybe in just one of those games depending on the kind of player you are, but also definitely at the very least 100
1: hours across those
2: three games. Uh do you think you could stretch short order and explode to 100 hours worth of content?
1: <laughs> I mean technically, yes, I suppose you could, but but i should be clear that i i don't i guess i i shouldn't say that the length is is exclusively what's important i mean the depth also long doesn't equal good but if you buy, but if you do buy like 2 in 1 a 2 in 1 package and it's just like a very simple uh very simple mechanic kind of one trick pony for each game that's where i feel like you might get ripped off but you know i think you can i think you can make this last at least as long as the mass effect trilogy
0: yeah there's definitely the potential for that but uh you you might be diagnosed with something at the end of it
2: and i guess even though it sounds like there's not a lot to these games we're gonna break them down and we're gonna talk about them starting with uh the first game in the uh naming scheme which is short order short order is the handheld game simon But now, uh, and this is going to make it sound exciting, but it's kind of like Simon meets Overcooked, where uh, (laughs) you're getting orders from various animals, which is weird in itself, because animals ordering food always strikes me as strange because we haven't changed the ingredients themselves. So they're ordering uh, their other kind to eat. And, uh, (laughs) you know, they say like, oh, I want a burger with this, then this, then that, which is not how you order at a restaurant, right? Like, Sean, you never say like, I want bun, patty, cheese, lettuce, <laughs> tomato, bun. Like, you don't order like that at the restaurant, right? Or at McDonald's.
0: Well, I'll, like, when I, whenever I want more of one thing, I won't say, like, and two patties. I will say patty, patty. Um, so that's, that's totally on brand for me. But, like, if it goes, like, I just want lettuce, 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 then that's just a triple lettuce. Like, you don't have to say just, you know, you don't need to be that cool. on brand.
1: See, the way that I do it, just to make sure that there's no confusion between me and the person preparing it, uh, I will say, okay, let's start with this. Can you understand bun, burger, bun? Okay, well, what about bun, <laughs> burger, lettuce, bun? Okay, what about bun, <laughs> burger, tomato, bun? I build my way up to, the all, to all 40 layers of uh, of my burger.
0: Is it only those four ingredients, though. Like You don't, <laughs> right. like <you> don't want <laughs> right. to get wild with like jalapenos no. or mustard. Yeah. Yeah, and these
2: are all features of the game that we are talking about, too, because you work as the uh, chef at this fast food restaurant. The animals come in, they order the food, and you must prepare exactly what they ordered in the order of ingredients. But to uh, Joe's point, it is not ordered is, uh exactly how they wanted it at first. These people like a lot of ingredients, and they don't trust you to get them all in the correct order in one shot. So they gradually add another ingredient to the burger that they like, as you um as you complete the correct order the first time. So that's where the Simon part comes in, because the order itself doesn't change. It's not a new pig coming in and ordering a new burger. The same pig is now saying, okay, you remember everything else? Build everything again in the same order, but now I also want this. And what it comes down to is making a game that's very similar to Simon, where you're just memorizing the pattern complete with the sounds to go with it. So some people are visual learners. Other people are auditory learners. This game covers both of you because it has uh, both sounds and visuals for this. My question is, what makes this like only possible on the power pad? So the way that they set it up is like, you got to jump on the one and two buttons on your power pad to make a beef patty. And then you have to jump on the three and four for cheese, right? What part of jumping on the ingredients lends itself to making burgers at a restaurant? like it feels like they could have just made this with an n e s controller right? Oh yeah.
1: yeah, I mean on you know on the one hand, they definitely did not do anything to contextualize this in some way that would make it logical that you're using your feet, or <laughs> I feel like other power pad games have done that um but then on the other hand on the or on the flip side of that to the, like the kind of the same problem is that it seems like the whole point of the of the game or the whole challenge is the memorization of it. I mean it is exactly Simon with burger ingredients instead of colors, but but that that is kind of no challenge is added by you jumping. There's nothing about speed or coordination or dexterity. The only challenge I can imagine being added if you're playing on a real power pad is how good the inputs uh recognize what you're trying to do, which is like an art an artificial or like a unintentional challenge. So like I, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to have this on the power pad versus a controller. It probably just makes it a little more interesting to something that's a pretty one note uh overall, but it does not it does not use the power pad for like what it could do best, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I just wanna make two clarifications so first of all it is not a pig that's coming to order the burger it's it's like a it's a mouse i'm pretty sure it's a mouse
2: it depends on what level you're playing on sean
0: all right well i could only be bothered to play level (laughs) one which is a mouse and uh that's a 10 story burger um <laughs> go. they're measuring it in stories? Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> well that just all right. I, I, I'm sorry that I came at you. Uh but I would also say that the whoever you are, whoever you're playing as is not a chef. You're a short order cook. Uh because I feel like any chef that uh that hears this podcast and says, like, oh, they're comparing my job to just the person that stacks burgers. I think they would be very upset with us. So I, I just wanted to say that. Um, it's a great
2: clarification.
0: Yeah, thank you. But it sounds
2: like now you're ragging on short order cooks. Well,
0: <laughs> you know, I mean. You,
2: uh, they have a tough they They got to do that all day long. You know, it's, it's like I, it's like a factory job. I'm they well have to
1: aware of the play. 30 plus stories of burger every, for every order. You what am I saying about
2: factory workers now? Like, yeah, no, what are you saying today? about <laughs> our am I working saying about men and women? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs>
0: You're just a fat cat podcaster. You know what I'm saying? That's all I do. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh <laughs> when it comes to why this is a power pad game, like yeah, we that that doesn't make any sense. Like th- this doesn't really make too much sense, but I could I could explain like a an idea that would make it make sense if you'd like me. To Go for think. it. I would love it. All right. So, I mean, obviously, maybe it's just the fact that it looks like a DDR thing. And whenever I think of stepping on stuff to play a video game, I'm thinking of DDR. So it's gonna be a dance club burger shop. And not only is it Simon says, but it's also rhythm based. So you have to like jump between the the the, the ingredients like in a beat. And then like you get every time you complete a burger, you get a cool little like you know, dance number from the from the animals, whether they are pigs or mice. Uh, and, and that, I think, would actually make more sense as a power pad game instead of just literally Simon.
2: Well, Sean, I don't you know, that was a good explanation. And I appreciate the effort that you went into way more than Hendo decided to bother with. But I was also just as I was thinking about what you were explaining, you don't even have, forget about the dancing and stuff like that. What if the ingredients are just spread out around the kitchen? And that's why you have to kind of, like, hop around. Like, maybe you're a rabbit. uh, Wow, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you're, like, hopping from station (laughs) burger patty to station cheese to station tomato to station lettuce. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why they couldn't just keep the tomato and lettuce together. But keep them separated, you know? That's what they say in the song, at least.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, I agree. That that makes a lot more sense. And it it requires uh, less contrivances than my idea. Sean, you
2: mentioned that some of the burgers can go up to 10 stories. They can go a lot higher than that, too, and you knew that, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, can go uh, to
1: 99.
2: Can go to 99-story burger. Uh, what what uh, is more ridiculous, the idea that you could remember the 99 combinations or watching somebody uh, eat the burger that you are making?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I distinctly remember a Super NES game. Uh, it was Scooby-Doo something or other, and there was a bonus level where you had to... Uh, I think Scooby is pulling stuff out of a fridge and you have to catch them on like uh, on like a, an incredibly, uh, you know, ridiculously tall sandwich. So whenever I think of that, like just a really tall sandwich, I think of that game. So I have a precedent for ridiculously tall sandwiches. I don't have a precedent for a Simon game that lasts 99 steps. That's ridiculous.
1: I, I would go the other way. I would say that m- memorizing the ninety-nine steps is pretty ridiculous, but I can I can. I can fathom it a lot more than I can fathom somebody eating a ninety-nine a ninety-nine story, even if the story is just a layer of burger or whatever. Uh, hamburger. It's funny because most
2: of these Power Pad games were like exercise related, and I feel like you could get a really good workout if you could, because you're using your mental power as well as your physical power to both remember let's say you even got to like the 30s right you're remembering 32 jumps in order and then you're doing the 32 jumps after you just successfully completed 31 30 29 you know like you're really doing a lot of jumping over the course of what you thought was just like a a light commitment you know to joe's point doesn't have to be a very long game but if you can get to 99 it's gonna be a pretty long time before you you finish this and in some regards that is uh that is the only workout I can think of that teaches you uh, or stresses your brain just as much as it stresses your body.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Uh, and is this a, is this a good time for me to explain how I played this game? Because I I feel I got a mental and physical workout. But this is if you guys are okay with me just taking away any and all validity to anything I say for the rest of the episode. Oh, go yeah, ahead, man. All right, good. Uh, well. I could not get any sort of emulator to work and emulate a power pad even with a keyboard or anything. I obviously don't have a power pad because we've never been able to track one down. So it's kind of silly, it's kind of ridiculous. It was oddly effective, but I understand they did not actually play this game. but what I did is I have I have a quilted weighted blanket that has like sort of a grid on it, and I folded it so there were so there were three rows of four squares of the grid and I stood on it. Uh, and I watched a YouTube video of somebody else playing these games, and I just jumped on the corresponding uh, spot of the grid as they did. <laughs> and yes, I couldn't tell if I was failing or if I was missing. I mean, there were definitely—I mean, we'll get to this when we talk about explode. There were definitely times where I was not keeping up or I was failing. But uh, of course, the video plays on, so I have a that level of understanding of how hard this game is. But like, if I ever would have just missed an input by accidentally stepping in the wrong spot, I wouldn't know it. Uh, but going back to, uh, to this game, to, um, short order, I felt that I got, pretty much got the experience (laughs) without needing the feedback of the game. Like I would, I would would watch, go ahead.
0: Yeah. You were the little brother with the disconnected controller.
1: Yes. Hopping around in my apartment on a blanket. Um, Uh, you know, I made sure to draw the shades beforehand, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I did uh, in this game. I felt that like I didn't. I got the workout. I got the mental workout. I didn't need the feedback of the game in the way that it's meant to be. All I had to do was you know I watched the pig jump around. It, it, I don't know if it was the guy who was playing on this YouTube video or if the game like makes you wait a long time. But he waited quite a long time after the pig jumped before he would do his inputs. So I would use that time to see what I remembered, and then when he did his input, I would check to make sure I got it right. So it was just kind of like me playing this game manually. I feel like you, you're work.
0: really getting something off your chest here. Like you yeah. you wouldn't have been able to live with yourself <laughs> if you like continued in this conversation pretending that you actually played the game.
1: <laughs> I need to know from anyone who like, if what, what element I'm missing. If there's an element <laughs> I'm missing, it's like, no, this is what you missed out on.
2: Joe, you sound like you've become Rob from Stack Up. you have replaced rob in this role where like it technically doesn't matter what actually happens with the robot and his little discs but for you it technically doesn't matter where you jump in the power pad you held yourself to an honor system
1: exactly it is exactly what. yeah when and when i when i got to a point where i hit the wrong thing finally uh i was like all right well you know i'll see where it goes next but i know i lost (laughs) you are
0: an honorable man
2: (laughs) thank you that sounds kind of crazy, but you have to keep in mind that you're doing this for a podcast. I did do something similar in the past for without a podcast in high school when Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s got like leaked online. A guy uploaded all of the charts on YouTube <laughs> and I played along on my guitar testing my ability to like oh but well, i can't wait till this game comes out like i i want to play them now and it was set up with like ai's this way everything was always 100 percented or whatever but i was doing it with my uh plastic guitar and just convincing myself like yeah i had those notes
1: <laughs> like yeah <laughs> I, ever, when i get ever, this game i'll be fine yeah did you get the game and was it where you're like oh wow yeah i totally didn't you know get the muscle memory down or was it like wow that helped
2: yeah, got the game and I felt like I played it already. I, I, I didn't wow. last long with Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s. It didn't have the same ability as the uh, Guitar Hero 2 and 3, uh, you know, the main titles, if you will. Those ones I played a long, long time. I feel like with Rocks the 80s, because I played it on YouTube for a while, it was like when I got the game, I was trying to remind myself, why did I buy this? I was playing it on YouTube. <laughs> now, were you playing this
1: on YouTube with your friends from lunch? I remember in a previous episode you, you mentioned you'd go home on lunch to play <laughs> to play uh, Rock Band.
2: Yes, that's true. Guitar Hero Three. Uh, I lived near my school and they let us uh, go out on your own for lunch, and I did do that. I. Uh, but no, my question was... is,
1: did you bring your friends over and say, "Hey, check out this new YouTube game I'm playing"? <laughs> no, no. At that point, okay. this
2: is this is uh, information nobody needs. But at that point, I was in ninth grade, and they sent us to a separate high school for just ninth graders. Which was nowhere near my house. Oh, it's like so, not a separate not high school possible. just for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They bust us to a lunchroom cafeteria at a different school. <laughs> not true, not true. All right, so the highest number that you can go to is 99, and there's really not much more we can say to this game uh, other than that whole like, Simon memorization stuff. On the game FAQ page for this, which, believe it or not, a writer took time to write a guide for Short Order and Explode. In the short order section, he takes the time to write in the tip section, tips. If you can't play this game, I can't help you. (laughs) Like, There's just nothing. Like, If you don't understand what the instruction manual is telling you, nobody can help you with this game. It's just about how much can you memorize and can you jump from uh, two sets of buttons to another set of buttons.
0: It seems like kind of defensive, uh, specifically. For like he's choosing to write this manual. And I, I don't recall in any other like FAQ like a a preemptive like I did my best.
2: Yeah, he's not talking about any like mnemonic devices you can come up with to remember orders or like, you know, tips on like, oh well listen to the sounds and that'll help. <laughs> like you know, I think that stuff should have been in the game yeah. of the AQ
1: guide. And you know what? I have a tip right now. I while I was jumping around on my blanket, <laughs> I did find myself <laughs> whistling the tone because each ingredient has a different tone and that helped me to remember like if i whistled the tune as i went i, I remembered can't. like oh this was next
0: <laughs> i can't not just visualize this now
1: i was just hopping on a blanket in my apartment in front of the computer whistling
0: you're crazy
2: but that's really it for short order right they're, they They try yeah. to pretend like there's a lot of modes by giving you like when you get to the, first off the menu, the main menu has like press nine to go to short order and press 10 to go Story to explode. Mode. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But that too. But I'm talking about like the actual like main, main menu of this two and one. Oh yeah. Then when you get in there, yeah, it has the like, you know, press one and two for this uh, mode, press three and four for this mode. And like, they're trying to make it seem like, wow, there's, so many different modes inside short order like it's a it's games with inside of a game inside of a 2 in 1 game cartridge like Nintendo what a value but nothing's really changing right like i i can't it's understand just any right but like why not just play on the on the one that goes to 99
0: Well because I th- isn't it that you don't get the uh the win state of That's true. you actually serving your ridiculous sandwich until you hit that number you know so if you want, like, an easy 10-story burger, you play the easy 10-story burger. And if you want to see yourself hand off 30 layers of food, you need to play the 30-story burger. Who's going to be the first one
2: to go to McDonald's and order a 10-story burger?
0: <laughs> Can't In the fashion
1: that they ordered in this
2: game.
0: Okay, that probably hasn't happened, but th- uh, I'm sure someone's done just give me all the layers.
2: Moving on to egg uh, you know, again, keeping up with the animal theme, but in a little bit of a different context. In this one, foxes are putting bombs under hens to blow them up. As one does. You have to hop across the board to the hens with the bombs, and I guess by you're jumping on the bombs by putting them out or something, and then simultaneously other hens may or may not lay eggs and those eggs, well, you don't want to step on them. You might think they're bombs, but they're not. <laughs> uh, cause if you step on those eggs, then that's like, you know, uh, not, not good. Right. That's like the fail state of the game. Either, either the bombs blow them. up, right. Either the bombs blow up or yeah, you step on the eggs or whatever, but shouldn't it be that you're always stepping on chickens? Like the chickens are representing the grid and you're hopping, I guess, on one foot because this isn't the same as the short order game where, like, one and two are the same area. One is one hen, two is another hen, three is another hen, four is another hen. You are stepping on these, and if you step on a hen who doesn't have a bomb or an egg, nothing happens. But theoretically, you should be hurting that hen, right? You stepped on it.
0: Well, uh, when I was playing this originally, like, I at first was thinking, like, oh, this would make a lot more sense as, like, a, a gun game. Uh, and then I thought about it for another split second. I'm like, oh, no, that would make even less sense, because if you shoot a bomb, you know, in the movies, <laughs> it blows up. So then you would just be killing chickens. Uh, so I don't really know how this concept it makes sense in any context, aside from, like... You're actually like punching the bomb out from under them, and then it just explodes elsewhere. I mean, could you
1: just be stepping on the fuse that's just right next to the hens? Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Although, you you do see the bombs get crushed. There needs
0: to be a scissors accessory um, (laughs) so you could just like snip those fuses.
1: (laughs) The NES scissors ever. Yeah. And that's the game, right? Like you're just
2: you're oh yeah, just that's stepping, yeah, you're just <laughs> stepping on the bombs as they appear, and yeah, they get faster. The foxes get more devious, I guess, like they kind of run from left to right, and it's not like if they pass a hen's eyes that they're going to lay a bomb underneath it. Sometimes they might walk across the entire screen and not lay a single bomb. other times they might lay down three bombs. The bombs diffuse. Uh, Sorry, the bombs go off faster depending on their color. But mostly you're just stepping on bombs while carefully not stepping on chickens unless it's their eggs, in which case you're definitely going to step on those. Because the intent of the game, at least, is thinking that in that scenario, you thought it was a bomb, so you crushed it as hard as you could, just like you do with bombs? Like you jump on bombs to stop them?
0: No, no, no. Again, like you, you, you're you have scissor feet. That's that's what Joe mm. came up with, so that's what we're gonna go with. Okay, theme.
2: I was kind of oh, ignorant, yeah, just rejecting that whole idea. I didn't <laughs> mention
1: that the NES scissors Zapper is a shoe accessory that you wear. Yes, but, uh. but you know, aside from the from the like difficulty to grasp what's exactly happening in the context of this world, this game is whack a mole. Oh yeah, so like, whack. that is what you know. That's that's what you should cling to to understand this game. Uh, if you're just listening to us describe it right now, like this is Whack a Mole with context that doesn't really make sense.
0: And then this is where like the actual like it makes sense that this at least was a power pad game because the only thing that's fun about Whack a Mole is that tactile whacking of moles. And while it's not a uh, peripheral, uh, it's not a scissors peripheral, but it's also not a a mallet peripheral um i guess the next best thing would be to step on things so at least this makes sense to be something that you're physically doing
1: yeah and it does like in later levels even in the imaginary version of the game that i played (laughs) give you quite a workout as as time goes on like it gets fast and like i find myself what
0: what was there any um like musical thing you were doing were you whistling anything while you're playing this game
1: <laughs> no there was no whistling to help me here this was just all just focusing on the screen and 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 kicking around on this blanket but okay. uh, but, uh, but i did find that like there was what was it it was to the earth i think uh, after i kind of talked about my experience mike you kind of summed it up as like there was there's this like rhythm element that if you get out of rhythm suddenly you're like screwed up for a while and i definitely felt that here even though the game was not obviously giving me the feedback that i failed i could just i would just suddenly go you know much later in the rounds when they're moving really really fast i would suddenly go like 10 seconds where i'm just hitting nothing and i definitely would have lost the actual game <laughs> because i stepped out of ry- rhythm for like a second and i'm like oh how do i get back like I couldn't catch up so this seems like it does get difficult and if you do well at it it does give you a workout
2: i would say even try playing this game with a uh keyboard if you're emulating it on a computer uh because there's so many buttons that represent the power pad and because this one isn't like grouping together a lot of power pad games if you try to emulate them are kind of weird because you have to put your fingers down on uh say buttons one and two are mapped to r and t you have to press down r and t at the same exact time the power pad won't understand if you're just pressing one of them but in this game If you're mapping all the power pad buttons across the 10 keys that you have, it kind of becomes, especially with how fast the foxes lay down bombs, it kind of becomes like a hacker typer game where you start uh, going really fast and you're hunting and pecking and you're looking for the right uh, thing and then you think you have the right button, but it's like, oh, actually, because the keyboards aren't perfectly aligned in a grid like how the power pad is, you might have been one button off and now you have to quickly race to the other button uh, you know in on one side i love that we finally got some power pad games that aren't exercise focused and still manage to just by the nature of the power pad incorporate exercise but we got like actual genuine nes games but they could have also just worked without a power pad right uh unfortunately you do need a power pad to play these games there is no controller only option i'm just i'm conflicted on whether this is you know whether it's great that we didn't see a lot more like this that were held back by the power pad, but could have been maybe more interesting games if they gave you a controller or if we should have seen more games like this and less like the, uh, you know, uh, everybody go to aerobics class. Okay. Everybody go to camp. Okay. Everybody run on the track. Like, you know, we saw a lot of those.
0: I think also neither can be true because I think between, between the, Athlet, not athletic, the fitness type games and this, I think that there there's a lot more ground that could have been covered. Like we kept talking about rhythm games, and or maybe I just kept talking about rhythm games, but like that's something that I would have thought would at least be an inkling in someone's eye uh, for an idea of a power pad game. We didn't really see it. Like I guess you could call it a rhythm game if you're like trying to jump over an imaginary log or if you need to get into a particular groove to get up to speed in a running simulator. But it was, it was never like musical base. And I, I know that like we're used to things that have a lot more like horsepower than an NES, but I think the NES could have handled something. So I think that the peripherals potential was never seen.
2: Well, that brings me into the next point of this was the final game released for the power pad, but we missed some Famicom ones. You know, we do that whole Nostalgia Bites on our Patreon, but we're not going to probably play them for the Nostalgia Please, no. Bites episodes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got this blanket. I still have this blanket. It's not serving any purpose now. <laughs> so
2: The blanket is now just a power pad. <laughs> yeah. you'll, never, you'll never use it for yes. warmth again. No, no. Now, I've, I thought it would just be fun if I ran down the list of the Famicom games, and then maybe you guys could decide, oh, you know, that one, actually, we should try for bites.
1: Okay. Let's hear them.
2: Jogging Race. No. <laughs> which is a jogging and hiking <laughs> game. Depends on the level of, uh, you know, effort that they went to for the hiking.
1: Yeah, what, yeah, what makes that hiking? Is it just, like, the scenery?
2: Yeah, like, do you, are you walking through a a forest and there's some nice pixel art and stuff like that. Probably not. But I think about those fishing games that sometimes just kind of become like a mood of their own. Like sometimes you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning, get on the boat and go fishing. And other times you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning and just boot up your, you know, (laughs) super bass fishing on Super Nintendo and listen to that, uh, you know, Japanese jazz.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs)
0: Yes, I have that for those. City warnings. pop music, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that maybe for the for the hiking, if they had if they like had they encouraged people to like fold the power pad onto their stairs. So the back oh. layer is on the first step, the second layer is on the second step, something like that. I feel like that would lead to a lot of deaths. Yes. <laughs> Probably yeah, on the, and make sure you just fold it onto the top of your stairs, not the bottom four steps, the top four steps. Wow, that sounds even more dangerous. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's Nintendo's uh legal people keeping us safe. <laughs> Sean's one of them. That's me. All right, then we have Miro Daisakuzen, which is uh basically you explore a 3D maze using the power pad. Sounds like a hard pass for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 3D mazes and power pads are two things that like have rarely worked out for us on the Separately, AMS. you know, like now they yeah. want to <laughs> put them together?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh then there were two Power Pad games based on the Japanese television game show Takeshi's Castle. Do you guys oh, yeah. know about Takeshi's Castle?
0: I I vaguely is it is that the one that they make fun of in that one show on Spike?
2: Uh possibly. This is the one where uh the host Takeshi is the he's the count of his own castle. And you as the contestants on the game show, he sets up physical challenges within the castle that you have to try to uh, complete them to get closer to, you know, his, his lair. And it's a lot like um, the, I guess the American equivalent, the one I can think of off the top of my head is legends of the hidden temple. You know, when like, after they do all the mini games and the trivia stuff, then they actually like the two people that won get to go through the temple and try to like, avoid the temple guards and construct the uh, silver monkey and all that. Th- that's Takeshi's Castle, but that's the entire episode.
0: Okay, yeah, so I just did a real quick lookup, and there is a show that ran on Spike TV called MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, which just took footage from Takeshi's Castle and just dubbed uh, conversations and recontextualized everything uh, uh None of the stuff was ever said. It was just completely Oh, they did
2: uh they did a Power
1: Rangers.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah, but it was funny, I guess. Joe, would
1: you play it? Why not? I'd give it a try. It sounds it sounds quirky and it doesn't sound like it would necessarily be good, but it sounds quirky enough that I'm like interested. Yeah, yeah. like any
0: game show game. I'm kind of I'm kind of vaguely interested.
2: It does sound like something that sounds way more fun than it is, though. Like, the the <laughs> ad in the toy book would have sold me on the game, and then I would have got it and been very disappointed. Then we have... Oh, this is the last one. Sorry. Last game. Come, come, Kiyonoshi, baby Kiyonoshi's Great Ladder Adventure.
0: Ooh, ladders.
2: Yep. Based on a TV show about a young Kiyonoshi, which is uh, a... Uh, I'm, oh my god, I, I didn't really look at these notes. This is a chi- <laughs> this is a Chinese hopping vampire baby. Apparently that's like a thing. Like okay. All those things at once. It must be Chinese, must be a vampire, must be a baby, and also hops.
0: Are you playing like 20 questions with me right now? Or?
2: Nope, nope, that's what it is. Okay. And the player is one of those hopping Chinese vampire babies <laughs> and must complete various minigame challenges in order to help it reach its parents after the player completes one of the sections a ladder randomly determines the next mini game so this isn't about climbing ladders it's not about hopping (laughs) over ladders ladders just determine the next mini game that you'll play (laughs) three stooges but with ladders and a dance band let's do it let's do let's do one other thing sean okay let's do the essential games list
1: Anyway, I did want to talk about one more thing.
2: Oh, go ahead. We're not gonna do these on the list then today. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: um, this is just we because we've talked about how like you know like Nintendo didn't put or or you know the developers didn't put like too much love into these games. But I will say somebody here clearly cared about this game just based on the menu screen. Why the menu screen? Well, look
0: at animations and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's there's like some there's somebody who like wanted to make this like not just a generic game. It's, it's, it starts out with, uh, eggs. no, no, it starts out with short order on the screen, like, short order per start, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I thought this was, like, a double game, like, where's the other game that's supposed to be in this? Then the character, the fox from Explode, comes out and bombs the the menu screen of short order, like, off to the right, and then, like, he's like, ah, right, yeah, bring it in, and you see him, like, doing his, like, thing, and they, the I don't know if it's the whatever that other dog that's that's also in Egg explode starts just like pulling it in to the even though i think they're enemies in the game to the fox's orders <laughs> then the the new menu screen the Egg explode menu screen comes on it's like no no this is the game and then that stays up for a little bit and then the pig comes up and jumps on it just like he does in the game and jumps up jumps it to the bottom of the screen and then does the same thing with the mouse and be like oh yeah bring it in bring in our thing and then they kind of like look little slyly at the camera like yeah we did that and uh i'll say that when i booted this up i was charmed when i booted it up when i booted up this youtube video
2: oh right because you play it on a blanket (laughs) yes although i did originally boot up
1: uh like an emulated version and then realized i couldn't play it so i just watched the menu screen for a while
2: and now we're back to the essential games list (laughs)
0: Is that, is that my cue, Mike?
2: It's not. Everything is funky today. Everything's all out of whack ever since Joe decided to have his own ideas and, <laughs> I guess, show. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sean... All right, Sean, you go ahead. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm the host now. Uh, okay, I will say that uh, I, I disagree with Joe in that some... Somebody cared more about this game than anyone other than you, Joe. Like, you cared about this game more than anyone, even the developers. The fact that you, that you made a... F- no, you didn't make a fool of yourself. I'm sorry. That, that, that <laughs> yeah. you went to Definitely such lengths... <laughs> such lengths to experience this. And then, apparently, spent a good 10-15 minutes just chuckling at the, the, uh, the intro menu i got to say that I'm impressed. Um, I'm going to be a no on the essentialness of this game because, again, it is just Simon and Whack-A-Mole. But I had a lot of fun hearing your stories.
1: (laughs) All right, well, I'll, I'll... Uh, I'll say that I hope that nobody took my enthusiasm for the menu screen as (laughs) any indication that there would be a universe where I would vote this (laughs) onto the essential games list. (laughs) So also, though, sorry, I wasn't prompted. I'm just totally stepping on the host's, uh, the host's role. Oh, you're the host. Mike, you can go now. Stepping on my own blanket.
2: Oh, right, 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 yeah. (laughs) Which Which you did all day long, apparently. Yeah, Exactly. All right, uh, thank you for letting me know I could go, Sean, Joe, Sam, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> hmm, short order, Egg Explode, The Slash Between Them. <laughs> That's the title, and my vote is that they are not essential. They're not, not fun. Uh, I enjoyed the concepts. Uh, despite criticizing them inside the episode, it's a, you know, it's like the right amount of cartoony meets 80s video game meets weird peripheral. But, you know, there's really not enough there to even, uh, I'm, I'm extending this episode just by talking about it any further. We've covered it at length, and so it should be obvious. That said, Power Pad Games, where this falls in, I don't know, this is pretty high up there, right?
1: For me, it beats those, like, running simulator games, personally.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Next week, what are we playing? Host?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I, I didn't know I would have to know these things. When That's okay. That's okay. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I, we are playing, I give it back.
2: We are playing submarine simulator game Silent Service. Now, you two are acting like, you know, hmm, what's that? What if I told you it was a video game designed by... All three of ours, hero, Sid Meier. Oh, this okay. is a Sid Meier game. We're going to have a good time, boys. Yeah. <laughs> what can't it called, wait?
1: Uh, silent silent service. Oh,
0: silent service.
1: Oh, sub- submarine simulator was not part of the title. <laughs> no, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. 100%. It's a submarine
0: simulator, a cyber si- simulating, si- cyber, si- cyber submarine simulator's silent service.
2: And if that's not enough for you, don't forget about our Patreon feed for just $5 a month to get access to the Nostalgia Bites, where we're playing, uh, around the same time as Silent Service, Boko Suka Wars. And uh, we're just going to keep just saying that name and expecting everybody to know what we're <laughs> talking about, because that's the whole idea of this podcast, folks. We do not play these games in advance. We don't jump ahead. Not you know. Basically, I am doomed to play the previous 247 games. I can't jump ahead. I can't ever play Super Mario Brothers 3 until that episode. So thankfully, that's coming up too. We got a lot of great games coming up. A Boy in His Blob, uh Willow, Genghis Khan, uh Clash of Demon Head, River City Ransom. These oh, are the big episodes. One. Yeah, you guys should be prepared. You didn't I know, know Super Mario Brothers 3?
0: <laughs> I never heard of it. <laughs> okay, very good. Very good
2: all right that's uh the episode uh don't forget that if you want joe to be the host uh tweet at joe joe where can they find you
1: uh i'm at joe at, at joe twitter. on Com. twitter
2: yep there you go at joe at twitter.com or me at esposito film uh which you can tweet me and let me know if you want me to remain the host and that's how we'll decide this <laughs> one tweet is all it will take so somebody send it out there
0: be good kids